such a great honor and such a great joy to be back this evening. Um, I know that uh, <clears throat> I wish I could be here every service, but then it wouldn't be deputation. And so uh, I appreciate you, church. Thank you, Bible Baptist Church, for everything that y'all have done, uh, for support and prayers. Uh, it does not go unnoticed. Uh, I need them. And, man, I, I tell you, it's, it's such a... When you get out there and you see what's out there as far as uh, church world, uh, you're always thankful for Bible Baptist Church. And uh, I, I appreciate this church so much. But uh, I started deputation back in September, and uh, the Lord's uh, really blessed. I'm at about 17% now, so y'all please help me pray about the remaining of the support. Uh, please help me pray today. Uh, well, today I, I got a call from a, a realtor in Keene, New Hampshire, and uh, they're talking about a building up there. And I know we are in, in, in early phase right now, still on deputation. Uh, but it was so exciting to get that phone call about a building that I asked for about a year ago. They asked if I was still interested in it. And uh, so y'all please help me pray about that situation there. Uh, I know, like I said, it's early, but y'all please help me pray. And, and the deputation trail doesn't slow down at all. And I, I praise the Lord that he's keeping me busy. Uh, after this, I will be in Dunlap, Tennessee, uh, in, in, uh, Sunday through Thursday. And then I'll be heading, heading to North Carolina. And then from North Carolina, come back here, be here, then Alabama, then Florida, then back here. So it's all every which way, but I, I really appreciate the Lord, and, and uh, I'm unworthy to be used. I am, and uh, I, the Lord always seems to amaze me. If, if de deputation doesn't do anything for you, Brother Lamar, it shows you that you can trust him, and uh, let me tell you, uh, stepping out on deputation, I wish I could tell you that I was just so gun-ho and never doubted and, and always thought, oh, it's just going to be so great, but I had some doubts in the back of my mind, brother, and I said, Lord, I said, would you please help me? I said, I, I've got rent to pay. I've got this to pay, that to pay. And uh, not one month have I ever missed. And God has truly blessed. And, uh, y'all, I'm, I'm excited to what the Lord's going to do in Keene. And I'm excited what he's doing now. And so the Lord's sending in the support. Y'all just please help me pray about the remaining support of it. But take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter number 7. Genesis chapter number 7. We'll read one verse. And uh, keep your Bibles open because I'm going to backtrack into chapter 6. Uh, but Genesis chapter 7 and uh, verse number 16 is where we'll begin our reading yet. We'll just read this one verse, and uh, then we'll pray. But let's stand for the reading of God's Word. I'm glad that we've got the answer to society's problem. And, uh, and to, to when, when sin runs rampant in our streets and, and somewhat in our churches too, we've got the answer, and it is the Word of God. But look at Genesis chapter 7, verse number 16. And it says, And they that went in, went in male and female of flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Let us pray, our dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come to you in prayer. God, I am a needy creature. God, I cannot do this in my own ability, nor do I even want to try. God, I pray that you please, Lord God, use, uh, use the message tonight, God, to change and to challenge people, not because of me, but because of your word. And God, we love you, God. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for just who you are, God. In Jesus' name I do pray, amen. You can be seated. Uh, when I walked in, uh, I, I looked at the back over here, and it says, Making much of Jesus. And I'm glad that he's worthy to make much of. And uh, when I, I, we don't want to make much of people, but we can make much of Jesus. And I tell you, he's, he's so worthy to be making much of. But when you come to Genesis chapter 7, uh, backtracking to chapter 6 is where uh, we'll begin our introduction. Look at verse number 3. We see first off, we see the warning mentioned in verse number 3. It says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. 
For, he, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. So when you come to this portion of Scripture, uh, we see that the, that the world has grown so ungodly and so wicked in such a short period of time. Now, when the warning is mentioned, uh, they have a hundred and twenty years. Now, Noah, over in, in first in Second Peter chapter 2, verse number 5, Noah is known as a preacher of righteousness. And he preached a hundred and twenty years, Brother Andrew. Uh, repent and believe. Repent. Get on board. Get on the ark. And he preached that for 120 years, also while building the ark. And so we see the warning mentioned that he did not just cast judgment on this earth, but he gave him a warning. He gave him, hey, judgment is coming. Uh, and I'll tell you this today, that Brother Brian, there's nothing that we can do to stop judgment. Uh, we have murdered so many babies. We have promoted sin uh, so, so in our streets and in our churches and in our homes. We cannot stop judgment, but what we can do is give them a way out of it. Is what we can do is present the gospel with them. They don't have to go through judgment. I'm glad that there is a way of escape in judgment. We see the warning mentioned, but we look down, we see the wicked men. In verse number 4, it says, And there were giants on the earth in those days, and also after that, uh, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and bare children to them, the same becoming mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw the wickedness of man, that it was great on the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts and of the heart was on evil continually. Can you just imagine that? That, that they are, Noah is living in such a day that they are not even thinking of the things of God. They're not thinking of anything of righteousness. Man, that just reminds me of this day and time, Brother Andrew. We, we see so many uh, wickedness and ungodliness out there. And you wonder, do they even, uh, even think of the, anything about the righteousness of God? But in this day and time, now you can take, you can take verse 4 and you can debate it amongst yourself. But we all can agree with something that it was wicked to whatever they did. It was wicked and God saw it and says I am I am tired of this ungodliness I'm tired of this wickedness. I am going to wipe man off the face of the earth and in Luke chapter number 17 verse number 26 it says as it was in the days of Noah so shall it also be in the days of the son of man and so if you want to uh, know uh, we don't know the exact time the Lord is going to come back but if you want an idea of the seasons of it hey we are living in such a wicked day and time now, uh, I, I don't know the day and time, like I said, neither do you. But we can, uh, the Bible tells us that in the days of Noah, it's just going to grow worse and worse. The world is going to grow worse and worse. But I'm glad that we've got hope. I was reading today over in, over in John talking about peace. I'm glad that we've got peace when this world has no peace. We have got the peace that we can offer unto them. We can't save them, but we can show them a man that can do the saving. So we see the warning mentioned the wicked men. But we see the wounded master. Look in verse number 6. It says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Look at the next verse. It says, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and creeping things and fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Now you look at that and, and uh, it says he had made man. He had made him to have a relationship with. He longed to walk with mankind. And to see his creation grown so far away from righteousness. Uh, it, it grieved him at his heart. So you says, man, I can get saved and I can just go do as I please because it don't hurt the Lord. Hey, it does. It grieves him. Hey, these people, were, it grieved the Lord. It hurt him so bad. It's, it's hard to imagine that, that the God of heaven was so grieved over the rebellion and the wickedness of his own creation. His love and kindness was scorned. His patience was abused. His offer of salvation was ignored. It stabbed him in the heart. 
Can you just imagine that? That God loves man so much, but there is a limit. There's a limit. He says, I can't. He said, repent of the Lord. And look at verse, we see uh, the wounded master. He says, man, this is all just down to discouragement. Let me tell you what's next. We see the wonderful mercy. We see the wonderful mercy. Look at verse number 8. It says, but no, in the midst of everything, it says, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I'm glad that you can still serve God in such a wicked day. Don't give me this excuse of, man, it's just so wicked, it's so ungodly. I cannot serve God in this day and time. Noah found grace when, when everybody else was going the way of wickedness. Noah said, I am not going that way. I refuse to go that way. I've, I'm going to find grace in the sight of the Lord. I know that judgment's coming. I know that ungodliness is, is, is running rampant, but I am going to find grace in the eyes of the Lord. But we see the wonderful mercy. Verses 8 through 13. I won't take time to read it. But you see in verse number 8, I love this verse, but Noah, in spite of everything that just went on, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. We see the, we see the warning mentioned, the wicked men, the wounded master, the wonderful mercy, but we see in verse number 14 through 17, we see the wood and the measurements. Now, this gives a, uh, this gives a description of how the ark is going to be built. Now, in our day and time, uh, we take the measurements. We don't use the, the cubits, but it's about 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Now, it's, I know that some of y'all went on summer trip and went to the ark. I was able to go uh, right before deputation to the ark. And uh, you look at it and you said, man, such a, such a wonderful, wonderful picture of God's mercy. God's mercy, God's, God's wonderful mercy is presented that way. Now, he could have wiped mankind off the face of the earth and still been God and been right in doing so. But he said, I can't. Even though when wicked seems to prevail, Brother Brian, when wickedness seems to prevail over, uh, over, over lives in that day and time, hey, God said, Noah said, I will not go that way. In the ark, there was only one door. In John chapter 10, verse number, verse number 9, it says, I am the door. By me, if, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pastures. I'm glad that we can go to the Lord and find not only salvation, but find the rest and find the peace that we long so for. But we see, we'll jump, go ahead and jump into the message here. Jump back to chapter number 7. And this is where we're at. And we see, first off, we see the object made. Now, after 120 years has passed, Noah, the, the ark is complete. And look at verse number 13. It says, In the selfsame day Noah entered, and Sham and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah, and Noah's wife and three wives of his sons with them into the ark. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that everybody had the option to get in this ark. Everybody had the option but they all rejected it. And I still believe that when the object was made, people, man, people said, man, what a fool. What a fool. We, he's talking about there's going to be water coming from the sky. There's going to be rain. We've never seen this. What a fool. I tell you, he, he is so, I mean, why, we, why should we listen to him? That he, he's just insane. He's just crazy. I'm going to go do as I want to do. I'm going to go just live, live my best life, quote, unquote. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Because, but when you see the object made, even when they see it, now it is, it is complete. And it's time for everybody to get on board. It's time for the animals and, and Noah and his wife and his sons and his son's wife are getting on board. But I can just imagine. I, I, I don't have Bible for it, but I can just imagine that Noah was probably the last one on. And Brother Brian, he probably preached one last message and says, Repent, believe, and get on board. 
Get on board. You can get on board. Hey, it's not too late. Hey, get on board. Get on board. Get on board. And when they seen the, I mean, it was made. There's the ark was made, and people probably still laughed at him. Said, "Man, what a foolish guy! Man, I'm not gonna get on that. Man, I want I I want to do my own thing. I want to do my own thing. I want to just I I want to be able to do what I want to do. But folks, when the object is made, that was a warning given, brother Brian. That man, this Noah wasn't kidding. He's going to build this ark. But we see the object made. We see the obedient man." Noah obeyed God, and him and his family were saved. Now, now in, in chapters later, this is why it is so important, so important to have a right testimony. Because chapters later, when we talk about the story of Lot, when he goes in and tells them judgment's coming, Brother Brian, what do they do? They laugh at him. Man, it ain't coming. No, it ain't coming. But when Noah said that judgment's coming, his family believed him, and they got on board. That is why it is so important to have a, a, a testimony amongst, uh, amongst your family, especially. Hey, dads, if you were to walk in and say, hey, well, judgment's coming. I want to rescue my family. I want to be able to get them in. Would they laugh at you? Man, you never took us to church. Oh, you're going to tell us now that now it's time to be saved? But you, you never did the things of God with us. You never did anything with God with us. Folks, it is, it is so important to have a personal testimony. And for you to just to, just to go and blow it, folks, you can't, if you get it back, it takes years. Years, years, years upon years to get it back. Folks, it is so important. This world needs somebody to be different. It needs to be somebody to be different. Folks, they've got, up in Keene, New Hampshire, they've got so many things. They, and I walk in, they say, what's different about you? Why ain't you Catholic? Why ain't you the United Church of Christ? Why ain't you this? Why ain't you that? Folks, we got to be able to live in such a way that we ought to be able to make a difference. When people look at us and say, man, there's something different about that guy. He doesn't use the same words as I do. He doesn't tell the same jokes as I do. He doesn't go to the same places as I do. It is so important to have personal separation. I know in this day and time uh, in your Baptist churches that seems to be a cuss word, but personal separation is still in your Bible. It is. It, we must be able to abide by it because this world needs something. This world needs something. And folks, they may never... They may, you, you've heard it. You may be the only Bible they read. And they're going to look at you and they're going to examine you whether you like it or not. They're going to examine you and says, why should I change? Why should I get what this guy's telling me to get? If he does the same thing I'm doing, why would I want to go get what they've got? It does me no different because I'm doing the same thing they're doing. Folks, it is so important to have a testimony. But we see, and thirdly, we see the opportunity. Here's, here's the sad part. We see the opportunity missed. Many a people, I guarantee you, Brother Brian, many a people, when, when Noah preached his last message, and the door was shut, the opportunity was gone. The op- there was no opening that door back. Noah, Noah being a preacher of righteousness, I can just imagine that he's standing there in tears, brother laddie. He's standing there in tears, knowing what's going to come, knowing that they had 120 years, knowing that they, hey, knowing that, that they had an opportunity. But many a people said, man, it, I guarantee you, if, if some people that was going to get on the ark says, man, We'll get on tomorrow. I'd say, we'll get on tomorrow. We'll just do it tomorrow. It'll still be there tomorrow, brother laddie. We'll get on tomorrow. Folks, when that door was shut, 
there was no opportunity to get on. And it's just a sad truth. But when that, oppo- that door of opportunity is closed, whether you are here and you are lost, and you are sitting here tonight, you have got an opportunity. The door is still open. But you've got an opportunity to receive Christ. And if you're here and you're struggling, you say, I don't know if I want to sell out to God. I don't know if I want to do my own thing. I'll sell out to God Sunday. I'll sell out to God Sunday. That's what I do. It's homecoming. I'll sell out to God Sunday. You may not have Sunday. Hey, that opportunity, the door of opportunity. Here's, here's the title of the message. The danger of a closed door. Here's the danger of it. Is that an opportunity is missed. Now, we, we pass out tracks, and, and we say, many people uh, say, well, I'll, I'll pass them out tomorrow. I'll, I'll do what I can tomorrow. I may see that person tomorrow. That door of opportunity may close, and you may not be able to present the gospel to them. But you said, man, I, I, but we always thought we have time. Now, procrastination is the devil's greatest tool. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. I'll witness to that guy tomorrow. We always think we have another chance. But these people was a day too late. Hey, it was a day too late. I'm sure that, that, when, that when the door shut and they're all at home, I can just imagine. They're all at home and uh, the kids are playing and uh, the, the, the mom, dad looks out and there's storm clouds and water falls from the sky. And they said, man, that preacher was right. He was right. He'll let me on, Brother Laddie. He'll, man, he'll let me on. I know I mocked him. I know I did, but he'll let me on. I'll just go over there to him, and he'll open that door, and we can all get on, family. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We're going to be safe. And so they get there, and the door is shut, and they knock. Hey, Noah, let me in. Hey, I'm sorry that I mocked you for so long. I'm sorry that, that, that we made jokes for me. We believe you now. Hey, we believe you now, but it's too late. It's too late. Noah can't open that door because he didn't shut it. It's too late. And folks, those people died and perished because there was a day too late. Folks, we don't have a whole lot. I don't know when the Lord's coming back. But I can go and tell you, we don't have... uh, We especially, some of us don't have many. Well, I don't have a hundred years probably on this earth. We don't have... we, we We may not even have tomorrow... If you're going to make a change in this world, you're going to make a change in your family, you're going to make a change in some area of your life, you better do it tonight. Because opportunity may close. And you may not get another opportunity. And I would hate to stand at the judgment seat, Brother Sam, and God says, I gave you a Wednesday night to get right with God to get saved or, or, or to present your body a living sacrifice, to, to sell out all for me. I gave you that opportunity, but you blew it. And you said, I'll just do it some other time. Folks, we're living in a day to we'll always think we're guaranteed tomorrow. These folks, guaranteed they thought they had tomorrow. They probably thought they could mock and they could laugh. And I will eventually get on. I'll eventually get on. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Brother Justin, he'll let me on. Man, he'll let me on. He got to. He's a man of so much compassion. He preached for so long. Why wouldn't he let me on? Folks, you know the bad part about it? It's not only the parents died, but the children paid for the parents' sin. Folks, it is time 
in our, our day and time. We need homes to be so strong for God. Man, you travel, uh, you travel to different churches and, and you see people and, and, and they talk like church is just an option for them. About how just reading your Bible is just an option. How about they don't make it personal to them? Folks, we might, we got to get serious. We've got to. This world needs it, Brother Brian. Our country needs it. Our country's in a mess. Man, we're in a mess. But, laddie, we're in such a mess. And we have an opportunity to light, to be such a light, to shine brighter, Brother Brian. When, when it grows so dark, we have an opportunity to shine so brighter. And many a times, we just put it out. I'm not going to shine today. I don't want to hand out that tract. I don't want to tell somebody about Jesus today. I don't want to. You know what? I don't want to go to church tonight. I don't want to. Yeah, and I, I know I'm pushed to the, to the choir. Y'all are the faithful, faithful bunch. And folks, let me tell you. We need. Man, we need. We need so much. We need so much help in our churches and in our nation. But folks, when the opportunity is missed, there is no going back. And I know that, hey, the, the Lord says today. Today is the day for salvation. He didn't say tomorrow. He didn't say you could try and do it. I, I'm a whosoever will gospel. I believe in whosoever will. But I do not believe in a whensoever will. I believe in Holy Ghost conviction. We live in a day and time where people just throw away conviction, throw away repentance. No, I believe in conviction. I believe you need to be convicted by the Holy Ghost. And He just doesn't come by each and every time. Hey, if I, when I got saved at 7... Man, I wanted to get saved, but I knew that I could not in my own ability. It had to be the right time. And folks, tonight could be the right time. And tonight, hey, you could be, you could be here and you could be, you could be struggling with something, struggling with sin, struggling with whatever. And you says, I'll get it right Sunday. I'll get it right Sunday. Or I'll get it right tomorrow. I'll get it right tomorrow. I want to enjoy this last little bit of sin. I'll get it right. Don't you don't worry. Don't worry, preacher. I'll get it right sometime. But you may not have another opportunity. It's now. It's now. Whatever God's dealing with you, it's now. And so, Brother Brian, I'm gonna pray and turn it over to you. I do, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come to you in prayer. God, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity. God, to preach tonight. God, thank you, Lord, for just who you are and for what you've done. God, I pray that you please, Lord God, take the message. God, we've got opportunities. God, the door is still open today. Right now, the door is still open. And God, we have hope and we have peace, God, and we can share it to the world. But God, when that door closes, God, I pray that you please, God, let us do everything we can for the cause of Christ. And God, there may, may be here somebody that's backslid. God, I pray that you please, Lord. God, uh, God, would you please come by their way and convict them. God, if somebody's here lost, God, you please convict them. Save them, God. We love you, God. Thank you for Calvary, God. In Jesus' name I do pray.